This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm for the Kayfabe Report. Hey, if you guys haven't heard about Anchor yet, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's a creation tool that's sweet that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership whatsoever. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. I use it all the time here on the Cave Fair Report. It's been a great, helpful tool and a great host for the podcast. And I love the sponsorship every week. If you'd like to use Anchor.fm, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started today. That is the Anchor app at Apple Podcasts or Google Play Store. Or go to anchor.fm on your browser. Now, to the show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to this 28th episode of the Kayfabe Report. Thank you guys so much for all your support last week. We have a combined total of 25 downloads so far this week for the, for the recent episode. So happy about that. Um, this week, we're going to be talking about the Rumble, obviously, the review. Uh, there's a few news stories we're going to talk about, about the ages of the competitors from the Rumble. How did WWE quietly release somebody that we never thought we to hear about and John Cena on potential coming back uh, that a few debates or a couple of argues of opinions on a couple other things and then the review of the rumble so with that let's start the podcast Thanks me for that awesome intro. Hey Matt, what's up, buddy? How you? How was your weekend? How was everything? Oh man, it was great. The uh, Royal Rumble was fun. Uh, some uh, unexpected uh, things went down. Maybe didn't go exactly the way I was hoping, but it went the way a lot of other people were. Uh, but you know me, devil's advocate. So yeah, there but, you go. Uh, I'm just chilling on the couch, man. Uh, I had a surgery today on my hernia, so I'm just. Uh, I'm just hanging out, ready to relax, and I'm going to catch up on some stuff on the network, I think. There you go. That'll work. Uh, if I do make a recommendation on a few things on the network, um, if you can, go to Halloween Havoc 1997, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, the best match WCW ever put on. Um, what else? There is a... Um, another Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio classic in SummerSlam of 2005... Uh, the ladder match for the, which by the way, greatest storyline ever, the custody of Dominic. <laughs> oh, yeah, for that. Yep. And same SummerSlam of that year, um, Hogan versus Michaels when he fucking sold for Hogan like no other. Oh boy. You ever watch some of the videos where they oversell? Good stuff, man. You, oh, you, yeah. Well, Shawn Michaels did that tenfold in just that one match. Oh man, I'm gonna have to check it out. It's been a long time. But uh yeah, so uh obviously we had the rumble this week that will be later in the podcast. But right now we're gonna be talking about a couple news stories. Uh the first one we're gonna talk about is the entrance of this Royal Rumble. There were some ages that people wanted to know about, and out of the thirty competitors, just two were under the age of thirty. Can you take a guess who those superstars were? Under the age of 30, Bianca Belair. 
Uh, the men's Royal Rumble. Oh, the men's. I'm sorry. Under the age of 30. Holy smokes. Well, Dominic. That that's one who is 23 years of age. Makes me feel fucking old and wasteful of my life. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's gonna be a millionaire, and uh, we're here at 28 years old or so, and. Well, we're doing a podcast about him, so how's that sound? <laughs> yeah, how's that make us feel? <laughs> all right. I feel um, I feel uh, fat and unaccomplished, but I'll be all right. <laughs> um, well, who else was younger than 30? Jeepers Creepers. It's hard for me to put it all together. Was Mustafa Ali under 30? No, he is not. Okay. Who, uh, who is it? I'm not sure. Otis. He's 29. Really? My hard-working blue-collar boy? Oh, yeah! I like Otis. He's cool. So, apparently, this was the oldest... This this Men's Royal Rumble was the oldest, like, age-wise, in the history of the match. The second oldest was the one that took place last year in 2020. It concerns me because there's a lot of young talent, and... Where are they, man? What are we doing here? And yeah, that's another thing that we'll obviously talk about later in the podcast. Um, it was also noted that in the women's match, six out of the 30 competitors were under 30 years of age. Mm-hmm. Those should be easy to pick out. Right. I, it started with Bianca Belair, and I guess we could go on and on. But Wrong. She's older than 30. She's older than 30. Yes, she is. Uh, see, these women carry their, their looks, their age so well. This ain't fair. <laughs> well, I mean, some of them are obvious. Take take a couple guesses. I don't want to guess, because now I've already got one. <laughs> Rhea Ripley. Oh, yeah. She's 24. Yeah. she's uh, uh She looked damn good, let me say that. She come out looking like she <laughs> needs it. She came out at my lucky number. My favorite number is 14. I, I thought she was winning it all. I went off. I started dancing around the house. I thought Rhea was taking it. I thought Charlotte was taking it after she came out after her. Charlotte looked good. Charlotte looked good. Um, um, who else is under 30? What do you got? Shotzi Blackheart is 28 years old. Okay. Tony Storm is 25 years old. Peyton Royce is 28 years old. Liv Morgan is 26. Rhea Ripley, like you said, is 24. And Alexa Bliss is 29. Hey, you think Peyton Royce, her and I are the same age. You think I could get a selfie with her at some point? She's, I like her little lip piercing and stuff, you know? Uh, once this COVID shit's over with, probably. I have to meet her. Go to an all-access at WrestleMania in Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, also, the winners of the Royal Rumble, Bianca Belair, was 31 years old. And the men's winner, the Hall of Famer, Edge, is 47. 47 years old. Are you kidding me right now? Right. So that's, we'll talk about that just in just a bit. But, uh, so next story is John Cena on a potential WWE return. I very much look forward to returning as soon as I possibly can. So he was on the tonight show with Jimmy Fallon. He was discussing his busy film schedule and how he looks forward to being able to return to the WWE in the near future. I will be back in the WWE. Unfortunately, the state of the world, I'm not sitting there on the couch next to you. It's a difficult and unpredictable time right now. I'm doing, 
And right now I'm doing this. I'm filming Peacemaker, and that's going to take a lot of my time. I can't bounce back and forth through the international restrictions, at least for the time being. I'm here and away from WWE, but I very much look forward to returning as soon as I possibly can. Yeah, so um, the man's got a lot of irons in the fire. Um, in fact, I just picked, oh, big time. I just picked up three of his children's books. Um, I want to get those so bad just for my kids because they love they love trucks. Oh, here, check this out real quick. I can't move very good, but hold on. Just for the sake of it, since you're interested in them, what I'll do is right. I'll over so your kids can see them. But we've got all the elbow, the three elbow grease books, right? And maybe we could talk about those sometime on a separate podcast, just you know, for the younger crowd that you know is around just to show right. that John's got his hands in, but John, um, he's an inspiration to me. I use his quotes a lot and everything like that. And I think he is for a lot of people. Um, and you know, he's done the most make a wish things, uh, requests, answers, if you will. And today when I went to GameStop to get some new games, they said, Hey, do you want to round up 52 cents to make a wish? I said, I'll do you one better rounded up to a hundred dollar bill which was 1852 or whatever let's do mm-hmm. at least 18 bucks to make a wish just because sometimes it's nice to just give back right exactly and that's it's always thoughtful and very um very generous my biggest thing about the whole make a wish thing is that it's not just him that does it there everybody does them they all do them they all have the same amount he's just the one that gets pushed because he is the still somewhat of the face of the company even though he hasn't wrestled in a year oh for sure i think he's got that personality that energy that has pushed him to a different level um his access to the world um it just bodes well for people i mean he's doing that mountain dew commercial for the super bowl um etc etc i mean talk about he takes his opportunities and he sheds light for people i think it's just a really cool guy right and uh i'm happy for him he's still doing peacemaker good for him i hope all the luck in the world so we're gonna go from good news to interesting bad news uh the wwe quietly released lars sullivan so, Lars Sullivan is gone from WWE. He was released sometime in January. Uh, he is still listed on the official SmackDown roster as of this writing, which is today, February 2nd. And he was signed back in 2013 and under the developmental contract, made his NXT debut in 17, his main roster debut in 19. And he made his main roster debut in January of 2019. Then he suffered an anxiety attack and was gone from the company for like, what, six months? Yeah. Came back, suffered a knee injury. Then he was on the shelf until last October. Went till when he came back for the SmackDown brand. And his last match was on October 23rd when he defeated Chad Gable. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, I felt like such an energy was going to be built for him, and 
It just didn't take off. Right, and the way he was uh, built in NXT, you would have thought this this bastard would have been a monster heel. Would have been like the next monster heel to just run through a shitload of people and then become possibly, you know, the next, I'm going to say universal champion. Wouldn't go WWE champion because that's that's the more prestigious belt, but at least universal champion. I like your uh, prestigious belt on that WWE championship. I think that you're right. I think that you're onto something with that. I'm- it just it makes it it doesn't make any sense for him to have the like the legit. I, people can bitch all they want, but it's yeah. the legitimate world title. Let let them bitch. Because I almost want to say that um, I almost want to say that the Universal Championship is oh boy, it's not a mockery. Go ahead, speak your opinion. It's, it's this not, is what the podcast is for. It's not a mockery, but you come out and you put a heavyweight championship on somebody that's a bright ass color. Come on now, <laughs> listen. I like looking good. And so did Ric Flair, baby. Woo! 16 time. Wheeling, dealing. Limousine riding. I could, I'll digress. He looked good. And the championship should look good. And I don't think that the bright red or the bright, bright blue universal championship looks good. I think it's bullshit. And I think It's that- literally a copy and paste of the WWE championship just for the brand that it's on. Yeah, and screw that, man. I say they merge that son of a bitch. And guess what? Brand to brand to brand, the best fighter, the best wrestler, wins the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Well, okay, now if you merge the titles, you have to do it right. It would be the WWE World Universal Heavyweight Champion. I'm good with that. However you want to word that. (laughs) However you want to word it, I just say it's the Heavyweight Championship. The best, right. the best all-around wrestler wins that belt. And that's it, man. And let him stay at the top until the next best guy. Hey, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Exactly. But you also have to realize that it's like, if, if they merge the championships, which they should, right. they should merge all the titles except the U.S. and the Intercontinental. Let those be the like the main staples of Raw and SmackDown. Sure. And, like, you can trade them every, like, three years or so. But, uh, yeah, and it, you would have, like, every other month, like, on on the pay-per-view, whatever brand is fighting for the WWE Championship, the other brand holds a number one contenders match to, obviously, build oh, to the next pay-per-view. That's a glorious idea. Yeah, it's a glorious idea that Vince McMahon tried doing once in 2003, and he fucked it up. I think that we might be able to help these guys, dude. We need to get signed by WWE. Good luck with that. You need, like, a fucking college degree from Harvard in writing, and (laughs) neither of us have that. I'll go to Harvard, bro. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so, I mean... Lars getting released is just another. Let's go through the track record here. Like I said, all the day, the years of the debuts and everything for when he came into NXT, his developmental and everything. When he first came up to the main roster, he had a panic attack 
or an alleged panic attack. And then it was just like, you then heard about a whole bunch of other shit. Then it was a whole bunch of other memes. And then, then you hear about the porn thing. Right. The porn thing was like 2005, 2006. Mm -hmm. And he's a straight man who played a gay character. Right. That's fine. I have no issue with that. Right. It, the thing was, is that, and Bruce Pritchard has always said this on his podcast, when when they would bring in wrestlers, they always asked them, is there any other baggage or any other problems that you have in a past life or that have recently come up that before you came here? And if so, tell us, so when it comes to us, we can deal with the blowback. Which is why Enzo Amore got fired when he did, Bada boom. because he... He never told anybody about the accusation beforehand, right. which was an ongoing thing back in uh, like in 20, 2009, 2010. But then it came back up when he became super popular in 2015, 16-ish. Yeah, I think whatever. He's the realest guy in the room. How you doing? I hate him. I fucking hate that guy. I hate him so much. I, I, I love him. Oh, my God. I love him. Him and Enzo... Or him and Big Cass, they were a good tag team. A phenomenal tag team. I'm not saying anything about his athleticism. He's a good wrestler. But the way he talked and the way he carried himself was total douche. And I hated it. He's like, hey, name me some chips. Pringles? How you doing? Doritos? How you doing? He goes, oh, how about some Cheez-Its? How you doing? It was, I loved it, man. How you doing? Oh, God, that just, ugh. Did you see him in the stands one time? He came to it was Survivor Series in 2018 God. when they first started doing the the dual brand supremacy, and he came with the cruiserweight championship. Yeah, and it was like, what? And you were, I was wondering why they were holding on to this one camera angle for like ten minutes. Yep. And then it came to find out, like, the day after, like, he did a video, like, somebody videoed him fucking doing everything, and I'm like, oh, that's why he was on the hard cam. Like, got it. <laughs> ended up carrying his ass out once he got away from the fans. Right, exactly. That was awesome. I digress. Oh, it was, that's it, probably the funniest thing he's ever fucking done, oh, in my opinion. Why not, man? He bought a ticket and then harassed the shit out of him. I take that back. The second funniest thing he's done. The funniest thing he's done was that fucking Phoenix rap. That was the funniest music video I've ever seen in my goddamn life. He's, that was great. He is a funny dude, man. I'm not condoning anything he did outside of the WWE. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. Uh, obviously, disclaimer. I'm going to say that. Fuck him. He's he's a As far as being a human in real life, I'd probably slap him in the fucking mouth. But... As a, a performer, he made me laugh. It was something I enjoyed during his time with WWE. Right. Um. Yeah. So, going from one douchebag to another. Oh boy. Um. People are shitting on Nia Jax lately. Yeah, they are. Now, I understand the whole. Well, she's cousins with The Rock. No wonder why she's getting a big push. No wonder why this. No wonder why that. Okay. You find me another 6'10 woman who weighs about 320 and can move the way she does like fucking Yokozuna used to do back in the day. Mm -hmm. And you tell me that that's not going to give her enough 
like, give her enough stardom right there that Vince just sees, we're going to make a star out of her. You know, like. That was pretty. He sees money. That was pretty. We're going to make a star. That was good. (laughs) No, man, she's a supreme athlete. She's a supreme athlete. And you and I had touched on it uh, just prior as we were getting ready here. He's mm-hmm. got to be put with the uh, the good talent, man. Yeah. Because people will get hurt against a woman who is stronger than 50% of the men on the roster. Okay? Maybe not 50%. Yeah, but yeah you might be right with 50, but still. She's, she's an animal. And hats off to her, but she deserves to face the best of the best so that people don't get hurt. Right. She never hurt Alexa Bliss. She never hurt Ronda Rousey. Right. And that was the that was the one I was really worried about that she was going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because at that at that point Ronda was so fucking green that it was almost impossible to not see an injury happen at that point. Right. I mean Thank God that nothing happened, but her matches with Bailey and NXT were phenomenal. Her matches with Charlotte are good. Her matches with Alexa Bliss, the the difference maker in the David Goliath stories, so well told with those two. How would? But then you put her. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. What were you going to ask? I had a theory that could help keep pushing her and Alexa's fiend thing. I know, mm, okay. I, I know that Alexa has to finish what she's got going on with Randy, right? But I'm wondering if we can't put Nia Jax all the way over with what's going on with Alexa's two egos, alter egos. I'm wondering if that could work. Because like you say, they perform so well together. Oh, you're speechless. It's not that I'm speechless. It's because that would be hard in the current in the current world building they're doing. It's hard to put Alexa Bliss not with Orton because of the whole I don't know. Let's set a man on fire and commit murder on live television sure. type of deal. You know, and she was. I don't know what they're going to do with this. How do they? They're they're. They're bringing this up. They're, I don't want to say they're dragging it out because I, I, I'm interested. I'm hooked. But where's it going? Because I love. The- oh, Mania. Without a doubt, this is going to Mania. She had that. There's no black goop hanging out of her mouth and everything. And <laughs> she is playing the character so well. It's insane. Did you see her outfit at and Rumble when she was in the match? Right. It's. Now, my favorite part, we'll talk about that later, but I, I just have to point this out real quick. My favorite part about the Women's Rumble match was Alexa Bliss was going to transform, and then Rhea's like, nope, don't have time for this shit. Fucking threw her over the fucking rope. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was cool. I, was, I really wanted to see the transformation. Well, I, wanted, I, want, I was going to figure out how the fuck they did that. That, that means that the Women's Rumble was pre-taped, because there's no way they were going to shoot that live. I'm curious. And I'm also going to let you know, because I wanted Rhea to win, right? Mm-hmm. She dumps out Alexa. Rhea. It, oh, there goes my Alexa again. Um, 
Raya, Raya is gonna have to pay for that. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. now I'm interested. So, check this out. Raya will be going for a title at some point. There'll be a big moment, and boom, the mm-hmm. lights will go out. Sister Abigail, boom, and there is a fucking match that could build right there. Oh, they could definitely Power build that for Mania. No, build that for Mania. You want to build it right now or build it for next Mania in Dallas? No, build it for this Mania. Build it for this Mania. But we got to get rid- Because Man- oh. Mania is now two nights. Right, but we still got to get rid of Randy. Oh, the Randy and the Fiend will be fighting each other at Mania. She she is right now just the catalyst sure. to keeping that rivalry going. That is the only reason she is with Randy Orton at this sure. point. Dude, we got to look into that. I bet, you sh- I bet you're right, dude. Let's build. Oh, man, we might have just put it into the universe. What a ma- I'm okay with what that. What a match that will be. That would be amazing. Could steal the show. Eh, maybe. Um, but no, back to Nia Jax. You can't make me laugh, man. That hurts the hurt. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but uh, trust me, it hurts me. It hurts to make me laugh because my kid decided to fucking learn how to do a frog splash off the goddamn chair. Oh, yeah. And he broke, fucking almost broke my goddamn ribs. Fucking hurt. There he is. But uh, no, back to Nia Jax. It was. It's just everybody deems her as this unsafe worker. I I can understand being an unsafe worker not knowing your own strength type of deal. And Nia is probably one of those people. But did she hurt Asuka or Charlotte in either of the tag title matches that they had in the last month? Mm-mm. No. Who has been hurt recently by Nia Jax? People. Dana Brooke. Mandy Rose. Lana, what do all three of those women have in common? (laughs) Go for it. Well, I'll name three right off the bat. They're blonde, they're big-titted, and they're dumb. You're going right at them. Listen, um, I mean, I'm with you, but Mandy Rose is, I mean, I got to meet her too, I'm just saying. uh, Lana was a part of WWE because of Rusev. Because she was dating Rusev. She she is a former model. Her name is CJ. She's her name's not even Lana. It's CJ. B. Mandy Rose. Her name is Amanda. She was on the last version of Tough Enough that was part of the network. I miss Tough Enough. And she was the second runner up. Go figure. The second runner up has a contract with the company, and the winner. Both winners of that Tough Enough, by the way, are no longer seen with the company. No, that sucks. And Velveteen Dream, he was part of that Tough Enough, but he got eliminated, like, fourth round. But he had that pop. The, he was the only one that actually... Okay, so when they did the Beast in the East special in 2015 to 2016, yeah. that was the one that aired in America live at Five in the morning. Friday at five in the morning or something like that. Yeah. He was the only one out of the Tough Enough group to get up at 4.30, get ready for the network, and watch the special. Wow. 
and he still got eliminated because of some stupid bullshit rules the judges had or whatever. It was it was a retarded thing. But neither here nor there. It was, it's always the losers are tough enough who gain more success than the winners are tough enough. So what you're telling me is if they do tough enough again, I need to go in and lose that sucker. You need to be as charismatic and fucking athletic as possible, lose by the skin of your teeth, and you'll have a contract for life. Look at the I'm telling you, well, I, I got all this personality and stuff. If I could get in really good shape, I'd give it a run, for sure. Right, exactly. But, uh, no, and who was the other one? Dana Brooke. She's a former Schwarzenegger uh, bodybuilder competition right. person. And now she's got plastic surgery in her face and looks like shit. But... Who am I to say? I, eh, I mean, if you melt the Barbie, it's the same thing. It's... Yeah, you too. <laughs> what the hell did she do to her face? Come on, man. Fuck. You do know she's fucking Andre, right? What? Andre. Andrade? She's fucking Andrade, yeah. yeah. You know she's fucking That's him, right? That's good, but dude, come on. <laughs> I will beat his ass, first of all. Second of all, second of all, Andrade can come on over. I'll even with my hernia. Okay, his little knee, his little knee strike thing. Then no, get out of my way, bud. Listen, Charlotte used to be beautiful, and now she looks mostly like a man. And then she's got all this weird plastic surgery or something. Come on, dude. I can't wait for Becky Lynch to be back. She's so naturally beautiful. It's crazy. Get rid of all these fake Barbies, man. No comment. Um. <laughs> It just, but no, like they're Nia Jax comes from a wrestling family. She is trained in this area for life. Yeah, she's bred for it. Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, and Lana are not good wrestlers. Period. It's not no offense to them. They're just not. Like I told you before we started, I think those three in particular are Trish Stratus wannabes. That's all they are. Mandy and Dana Brooke are fitness models. What did Trish Stratus do before she became in the WWE as a manager? Was a fitness model. I think they belong with like Muscle and Fitness Magazine and stuff. Like, and okay, that's a successful life. But you are not a WWE performer if you cannot grab the mic, like I said last week, cut a promo, and then whoop some ass. They can't do both. They're going to have to go here soon. Well, Mustafa Ali can cut a promo, but he can't whoop ass. So what's that point I, there? I wish that he, I wish he did more of the high flying stuff like Ricochet. Because, but he can as a heel because the high flying stuff is babyface reactions. Fuck. Maybe he. Right. That that's what fucking handcuffs him. He he's fucked. Maybe he needs to start carrying around a black baseball bat, start bashing people with it. I don't know. Sting Jr.? Oh, no, wait, that's Darby Allen. Oh, um, man! <laughs> that was a good shot. That was fast, too. You ripped that right out. But, um, yeah, no, it, look, Nia Jax, if you want to deem her unsafe, fine. Somebody want. I, I was looking around the wrestling internet, and somebody wants to put Tessa Blanchard into the WWE system. I have no issue with that. Tessa Blanchard is a phenomenal woman's wrestler. She's the first uh, Impact Women or first Impact World Heavyweight Champion as a woman. She was beating guys left and right in Impact. Really? 
Then there was a contract dispute and COVID bullshit. Fuck it. She's a good wrestler. She's a tough-as-nails bitch. Okay. They wanted to put her and Shayna Baszler together and do, like, the Bailey sasha storyline infused with those two and put it to Mania with the tag titles. Sure. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And then he's just like, just fire Nia Jax. No. Because she's unsafe. She's she's a unsafe worker. I'm like, motherfucker, she's not an unsafe worker. The people she's put with are bad at timing, bad at doing shit, and she's gonna she's gonna put you into the fucking mat if you can't take it. Don't dish it out. Could you envision her work with me, teaming up with Roman? I I know it sounds odd. Naya? He's got this head of the table thing going, right? Talking about the family, providing for the family. Blah, blah, blah. He dominates, right? He comes out there and he does what he needs to do. Hits people Uh with golf carts. Uh, What if if Naya, (laughs) with, with the Usos, they become like this bloodline that just starts taking people out, man. Right. I'm just saying. So, here here's the way I look at that. I I would love to see that happen. I would love to see the Usos have like the tag titles, have Reigns be the world champion and have Nia be the SmackDown Women's Champion and just keep all four of them on that brand. Sure. Cuz that make that logically makes sense because she is part of the Samoan dynasty. Right. She, you know, all that happy horse shit. There's just one problem. Naya and Roman are built as the same character where they're both alphas. Mm. And I see I see a huge problem with Vince being like, well, I would rather, I, I'd rather see Naya, you know, go into the ring and be the general, not Roman. Mm-hmm. That's kind of stepping on his balls. That's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, Naya would end up catching a Superman punch pretty quick, I think. <sighs> that would be funny. More than that, but... would be great. I digress. That, She'd be catching... We got, there's, a wave, there's a wave here, and I think that Naya needs to get on that because she is a supreme athlete. I do not think that she needs to be fired. Um, put her with the right people, and I think it's going to be... It's going to be great. Yeah, I I agree with that wholeheartedly. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it is what it is. But going from tough as nails, like Naya, to an old man who had a hip replacement and went on the Joe Rogan podcast to talk shit, The Undertaker, Mm -hmm. much respect, I love The Undertaker, there was a couple times where he should have retired when he didn't, is what it is. Had gone on the Joe Rogan podcast last week, week ago, two weeks ago, whatever. Talk, he just went on, talked about everything. He says that his generation, like early 90s, late 90s, maybe even early 2000s, is tougher than the generation that's in there now. I can see a point to that. There are a few legendary stories 
about how fights would break out, drugs would be involved, shit going on. Mm-hmm. There's a fight between Brett and Sean where they were fighting people so they were fighting each other so bad that Jerry Lawler had to get off the shitter to break it up. And when he broke it up, fucking Brett took a chunk of Sean's hair out. Wow. And then they went and wrestled at Survivor Series and like nothing happened. Well, so would it be fair to say, because I'm going to take a shot at The Undertaker. You better not fucking miss. (laughs) Listen, Mark. (laughs) Mr. Calloway. You're old. You're slow. You almost hurt people the last time you were in the ring. And I'm not counting AJ Styles filmed fucking match that you filmed 30 seconds clips of. Okay, bud. I'm talking about you're salty because you can't do it no more. You couldn't hang with Roman, with Seth. You couldn't hang with John Cena if he decided to fight you for real. And here's the deal, Undertaker. They had more grit and all this shit back then. You guys are fighting in the locker room. You're causing issues in the locker room. Maybe these guys are just professionals and get along now. I don't think they're soft. And guess what? Speaking of soft, S-A-W-F-T. Oh, got you to roll your eyes. I, I digress. Bada boom. I am the realest guy in the room. You're a jackass. I, I think that The Undertaker's full of shit, man. That he was amazing. He was The Undertaker. He shouldn't have lost to Brock Lesnar on that streak. No way. He should have either kept the streak or it should have been pushed over by somebody new and up and coming, not a piece of crap Brock Lesnar, who doesn't even deserve to fight Nia Jax. Okay. I think I have a new topic for another podcast, for another episode of the podcast, because we can definitely debate on this hugely, because I already did with one guy and I fucking went off on him. Undertaker or or some Oh, I think Brock was the only one who could defeat him. Legitimately. I mean he's an animal. He's the beast incarnate. Man, man, man. I could beat Brock Lesnar. I'll kick him in the knee. Come on. Okay. <laughs> that's that's on you, Matt. If you look, here's here's how I know how tough Brock, uh, Brock Lesnar is. Two thousand three is his, like his rookie year. Sable comes back to the company. Oh yeah, that was yeah, great. Well, so was Mark Merrill. He was he was also technically part of the company because she was part of the company. Well, when he found out she was cheating on him, he went back into the locker rooms like, "I'm gonna fucking kill that motherfucker. I'm a, I want to know who the fuck it is. Who the fuck is fucking my wife?" Oh, it's Brock Lesnar. Thank you for marrying the new Mrs. Lesnar. Yeah. Nah, I'm good with that. He's like, you know, Brock? Uh, gone. You, <laughs> yeah, you can fucking have her. New dealer, I'm out. That's funny. <laughs> I'm gonna, you gotta know when to hold him and when to fold him, right? Yeah, pretty much. That's funny. But no, it. so, okay. That'll be fun. Let's do a podcast on some icons sometime. Undertaker, uh, Brock Lesnar, 
maybe we you know talk about the rock or something that would be really cool yeah yeah we can probably do that but uh back to taker yeah. himself saying about the the whole comment it's not it's not that they're soft as per se there isn't isn't as much good-hearted fun comparative to what it was back then sure. cuz back then you you had Yokozuna, Owen Hart, Mr. Fuji, Bill, or British Bulldog who were all ribbers. Mr. Perfect, a ribber. Yeah, they were characters, man. No, no, I mean like backstage, like the practical jokes, they would... People call me a character because I like to be funny and loud. They were like that. They were genuine, lighthearted, fun people. And I think it's too businessy now. Ask John Moxley. Okay? Mm -hmm. That business thing, and he can't use his ideas and his passion... And I, I digress because that could take a while, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it completely. And that's the thing, though, and then I agree with that wholeheartedly. The The business side of it has taken more control over the superstars themselves than the superstars taking control of the business. And I think that's really dep- detrimental to the product. That's why AEW is sky- uh, skyrocketing into, into the quote-unquote ratings, which... You know, that's another topic for another day. But it, I can see why he says that. Like, there's another story. Uh, Kevin Nash was on a, a YouTube shoot uh, program. He told a story about how Warlord, or Warlord, war, war, Warlord, back in the early 90s, in whatever fucking tag team it was, I can't remember. But he goes, he has a syringe full of fucking steroids. And he goes, he goes to Shawn Michaels and goes, can you put this in my ass cheek? Shawn goes, puts it in, and tries to push the fucking cap down and he can't. So he just pulls it back out and goes, dude, I think you're full. Like, (laughs) I think you're full, man. Like, what the fuck? these, These guys did some crazy stuff, man. Oh yeah, there was uh, Owen Hart. Perfect, perfect example. Him and Mr. Fuji are two perfect examples of what Ribbers should be in the locker room. Mr. Fuji paid somebody five thousand dollars to take the engine out of somebody's rental car. Oh, <laughs> uh, I would Let- do some weird shit. I'd probably fill somebody's car with like sticky notes or uh, or cheese puffs or something, and then buy them a new car. Just stupid stuff. Well, people knew that Owen Hart did his father's impression. He did a very good Stu Hart impression. Well, they brought a like red Batman phone to Bruce Pitch- Pritchard. And he's thinking, oh, it's a joke. There's nobody on the other line. It's just them holding the fucking cord. And he puts Stu, like Stu's on the phone and he's asking, why are you making Diana a whore? Why, why are you... Making her look like such a whore on TV. I don't get it. This was back when Michaels won the Royal Rumble the second time. Uh, and they're trying to do all this shit with Bulldog and get her to, like, say that he cheated. Or he was going after Di- Diana. And then they made made it look like that Diana was pursuing Michaels. And he was just like, why are you making her such a whore? And he goes... Well, if you don't like it, Stu, go talk to Vince why, she're make, why he's making her such a whore. 
Oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll go do that then. Click. Comes around the corner. It's actually plugged into the fucking wall. Owen and Bulldog are laughing their asses oh, off because they knew that was Stu. That's funny. And I'm just like, holy shit. Yeah, you don't you don't hear about stories like this, the camaraderie behind no. the scenes anymore. No, now it's all about playing video games together. And I get that that's, that's our generational thing. Because it's it's pretty much kids or grown ups in our in our age group from like thirty five to twenty eight that are playing video right. games, and I understand that. And there was a time where that was not a thing in WWE, right. like that was actually forbidden to bring your game systems into the locker room or something. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm all down with the video games and stuff, but just I wish you heard more in the background of the guys that are tight friends like i mean i'm big on football and everything and these guys develop relationships and they live together yeah. however excuse me you don't hear about that anymore yeah exactly like and the, 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 another big thing was what taker was he was the judge of wrestlers court oh yeah that was fun like there are so many different stories of from different wrestlers about wrestlers court like the one from Brian Ger- Gerwitz who was a writer he got put into wrestlers court because he found something that Edge and Christian would like and he gave it to the, or no Edge and Christian found something that Brian would like because they were being thoughtful of their friend and they gave it to him and they were thinking that they were currying, like the wrestlers themselves were thinking that Edge and Christian were currying the favor of Brian Gerwitz. So him and Edge and Christian all went to quote unquote court. Edge and Christian been there before, so they were dicking around, you know, making everybody laugh. And then Brian Gerwitz goes in, and Steph, and he's like, he goes to Steph, and he's like, I gotta go to wrestlers court. Well, what do I, what do I bring? What do I do? What do I? She's like. Grab beer, grab pizza, and he grabbed the fucking warm 12-pack from the caterer and half a pizza. Came in, Taker was pissed, Bradshaw was pissed, like, he was, and he was only in the company for, like, maybe half a year when this happened. Mm. And it's, like, Wrestler's Court is one of those things where I think it... That's something that's missing there. Like, they don't have accountability for everybody's fuck-ups. Sure. And it's just, it is what it is. And I and again, I don't think there's also a, ro- a locker room leader. I think that they're all, they're all in it together, but there's no one constant in the company right now. Who do you think that can be? Roman or Seth? Honestly. Roman, Seth, or Bray? I could see Bray being the big locker room leader. I'm good with that. I like that. Young, talented. Now going... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to be around for a while. Now going from one old guy taking his opinion... To a couple old guys, and we're going to talk about our opinions. <laughs> People hate Goldberg. 
Well, okay, don't hate Goldberg. They they don't want him to wrestle oh. anymore. That's fair. They don't want a lot of old wrestlers or former past wrestlers to hog the spotlight from, you know, young up-and-coming Correct. talent. I get that. That's fine. But when the story calls for it, there's a difference. There's also a huge difference when the person that's wrestling can actually fucking wrestle. Mm-hmm. Goldberg, in the last three appearances, has almost killed people. Yep. He almost paralyzed The Undertaker. Yep. He almost destroyed Bray Wyatt's career. Mm-hmm. And he looked so old facing Drew McIntyre, it was literally looking like a grandpa in, like, training shorts to go to the gym. I'll tell you something. He, my wife, reads up on a lot of things, and she goes, you know, this is Vince's fault. And I said, how so? She said, he did not want to do the jackhammer because of his shoulder hurting. Vince said, you will not get a match with WWE. If you do not perform the jackhammer, he could have hurt Drew McIntyre terribly. Where did you read this? I will get her source once we're off and I will text you that. Yes, please do. Because it quoted him not wanting to do the jackhammer, but was told by Vince that he had to. I remember there was a time where he did hurt his shoulder, mm-hmm. but I I thought he got that fixed I think he's thumbed by now. Maybe I'll I'll get the article and I will send it to you. Yeah, definitely. But eh, Vince is not like. There's no way. I can't believe that to be true because Vince is not like that. If somebody's hurt, he will obviously cater to that. One would hope. He wouldn't, he doesn't want to force anybody to do anything. Right. I, I would hope so, not because, like you say, his last three matches, he should have not been in the ring. Oh, no, without a doubt. I mean, fuck, the Taker match went like fucking 20 minutes. That went on longer than it should have yeah. to begin Point. with. And the fact that he did the jackhammer on top of it, almost paralyzing the poor bastard. Yeah. Couldn't fucking. You couldn't ask for something to not happen. It was 20 minutes of botched wrestling moves. Oh my god, it was it was the worst. It was the worst thing I've seen in a long yeah, time. Yeah. Long time. Oh, that was a disappointment. And they knew it too. They knew it too. They knew they were fucked as soon as they advertised mm-hmm. that. But it it was the Saudi blood money. You couldn't fucking not take it. You had to do what the prince of Saudi Arabia wants you to fucking I do. Agree. But, uh, yeah, and it, it is what it is, I guess. But, when, like I said, you see Edge. You see Edge. He looks fucking yes. good for what he has gone through in the last Great 10 years. Great shape for being almost 50 years old, man. Great shape for being almost 50 and great shape for having neck paralysis almost fucking right. gone. Beautiful. You know what I mean? Two, three, four. Perfect 
spears. I mean, cotton guns yeah. in half. They were great. And the thing is, is that here's a, here's an interesting stat. The three matches that Edge has had, or the four matches that Edge has had, including both Rumbles, he has been in the ring for three and a half hours. Wow. He's got the endurance is what you're pointing out. Oh, yeah. He's fucking, he's good to go. He's going to be fine. It's When Goldberg can barely pick up a young Drew McIntyre, a healthy Drew McIntyre, and almost decapitate him with a fucking jackhammer. There's a problem. But when Edge knows how to wrestle, is technically sound up here and in the body now, knows what the fuck he's doing, it's fine. Also, the story calls for Edge to win. I hate to say it. I'm fine with Edge winning. He literally said in his promo the Monday night before the Rumble, I'm winning the Rumble, taking back what I never lost. That's true. He never lost that title when he had to leave. He retired on top. He had to retire on top at the first, the opening match of WrestleMania 27 against Alberto Del Rio. And then two weeks later, he has to retire. Mm-hmm. You couldn't ask for a better story. Now, when you say better story, though, I want a good story when he goes to win this championship at WrestleMania. Oh, without a doubt. What I'm saying is, though, is that like the way he retired, oh, you couldn't go out a better no, way. Sir, you're right. But now how do we put him up to the top again and get him a title at WrestleMania that has a legit good storyline? Oh, him and Reigns. Easily. Spear versus spear, huh? Not necessarily that. It's the... How can I put it? It's the grizzled veteran going after... And people are going to bitch about this too. Going after the, the top guy. My opinion, Roman Reigns is the top guy in the company. No matter how anybody can spin it, he is... Number one, Drew is number two. He will be the top guy for the next five years. Easily. Now, do, do I mean that he's the top guy as in like drawing power? No, he is not the top guy in drawing power. He is the top guy that WWE has positioned in that in that position. I'm glad that we're it's not that one he's. Of these things. <laughs> I said Say I'm again? glad we're on the same page with one of these topics. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's just like. And then Christian coming back to the Rumble. That was... I'm pissed that there was no audience for that. Yeah, because the pop would have been incredible. Oh, the pop would have been fucking just as good as Edge's was last year. been funny because you'd have been cheering. And I'd have been booing. Oh, yeah, probably. You would have been fucking just going, No, he doesn't need to be here. In my opinion, waste of a Rumble spot. But... Only because I do like the sappy reunions and the hugs, blah blah blah. But that should have been that should have been my boy John Cena. He should have been down with the chain gang, and things could have been a little different. But that's for another time. Right, exactly. They're gonna build that up when the time's right. 
Right. No, but the thing is, is that they did a little teaser with McIntyre, and I don't see it being McIntyre and Edge. There's no way, because Edge, either championship he goes for, Edge is winning. No matter what the the title is, he's going to win the match because that's the only logical way the story goes. And then the Miz cashes in and takes it from him. I am perfectly fine. That's with how that. it's got to go, man. That's how you. That's it how you has it to up real good because yes, Edge has the sustainability and he can go on these matches, but he's not going to hold the title for three, four, six months. Nope, it's a fuck quick... that. I'm okay. I'm okay with Miz. Going with the title after that. Fine. I'd like to see a Miz run just because I love his character. I'd like to see him cash in at Mania and take it to SummerSlam. Keep it for a good portion. I'd rather see Miz hold it till like like Mania the Survivor Series at least. Give him that a good like almost. Well, let's see here. Mania's what in April yeah. this year. So. Four to eleven, that's about a good seven month. That's a good six to seven sure, month. Yeah, run. if he won it at Mania, you're saying. Yeah, if you run it at Mania and lost it at Survivor Series or around Survivor Series time, that's fine. I'm perfectly fine sure, with that. Sure, I love like that. Be, I don't see Edge holding this title more than a month. I see this being like the Hulk Hogan return tour, where he won the undisputed championship in 2002 held it for a month and then Taker took it for three months. What, um, we got what coming up here? I mean, I know we got to do our results of the rumble, but we're going to move on to elimination chamber, right? I do believe a chamber is the next one. And then fast lane will be the first one on Peacock. Now that concerns me because you didn't have issues. We were talking during the pay-per-view. You weren't having issues, but I was, it was glitching and then going back like 10 seconds, it would repeat itself and glitch out. What What are you using for a, a streaming device? An iPad Pro. I'm using an Xbox One. See, I have an Xbox One, but because my internet isn't fast enough with these hot spots, I can't... That's another reason right there. You're using a hotspot. I have Spectrum Internet. I guess I need to come over for more pay-per-views, bud. <laughs> I'm invited. Perfectly fine with me. That's fine by me. But uh yeah, I mean there's a time and place for legends to come back. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, Edge never got to finish the way he wanted to. He was forced out I of agree. it. There's a difference. Goldberg should have came back for the one Lesnar match at Survivor Series twenty seventeen, be done with it, and never come back. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Like use him for like they did with Legends Night. Have Ric Flair, Hogan, all those people. Just have them talk. Yeah, sure. Just have them. And that's but that's that's a problem with Goldberg. He can't fucking cut a promo to save his yeah, goddamn he, life. He been stumbling through him a little bit. Oh, big time. But uh, yeah. So it. <sighs> Look, if you guys don't want old people or legends to come back then don't be pining for the good old days. Be pining for the future. Be pining for people who want to invest into the company. Mm -hmm. Edge is an exception to the rule. 
Goldberg is not. I'm with you. Taker is not. Fuck, he needs to stay retired. And I'll even say this. We know how I feel about John Cena. He's my guy. Right. I'll even go as far to say he is not your answer to storylines, to ratings, etc. You will get a boost because people want to see him. But he is not right. the answer. And everybody knows I absolutely love John Cena. I got his shirt on under my hoodie. He's the dude, but he's not the answer. I think they need to focus really on what they're building with their third brand NXT. They have so much talent. It's crazy. Right. And that's the, that's another issue that could be talked about another day that about the NXT call-ups, they, you can probably name a handful of people, maybe less than a handful that have been called up from NXT and actually have been successful. I know. When's Adam Cole coming? I thought he was going to freaking do well. Fuck, I hope he's I hope he stays in NXT. I hope him and all of Undisputed Era stay right in NXT. There's no reason for them to either even be called up any no. of them. No. They're fuck that. Damian Priest should have been should not have been called up and he was just called up last night to Raw. Well, I guess we'll see. I, I guess they're trying to boost their ratings on the the Raw and SmackDown, but Oh yeah, they're boosting them all right. When you have Bad Bunny fucking come on your fucking show, who the hell show. is that guy? I was hoping he got put through a table. What the fuck? So you did you watch that part what of the, the rumble? I did. Come on, the best part was when he said, "Can you dig it, sucker?" That was it. <laughs> Booker T did his part, and that was good. The only English part of that fucking segment. Bias, but that was bullshit. I can't understand. This is America, bro. I can't understand your fucking si senorita. You know what? I know. I know. Una cerveza, por favor. Give me another drink, please. What the hell was that? (laughs) I don't. I'm sorry. I probably sound like an ass, but. I, I live in the United States of America in western New York. I'm a northern guy. There's no there's no foreign language over here in Freedom New York, bro. This is ain't y'all seen that deer over there today? I'm from the country and I like it that way. I don't know what that Spanish stuff was. I'm sorry about that. But I'm not I'm not sorry about that. Is it is it fair to say it's a low rent version of Pipple? Oh, low rent. That's like free free housing rent. <laughs> that was government assistance. Wow. Government assistance Pipple. I'm sorry, that dude and he's making money off that. Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna wipe the happy tears from my I eyes got right now. For you. I will redo his oh. song my way and we're gonna record that and it's gonna go multi-platinum oh god i am that was fucking great okay holy shit so with that we're gonna go to our ad break real quick and then we're gonna come back for the review of the royal rumble 2021 okay 
So we'll be right back. Thanks, guys, for coming back to the podcast. Uh, the review of Royal Rumble. Let's get at it. You know, it it was a very long fucking pay-per-view. It was four hours long. It went longer than what they've usually been doing with the other pay-per-views, which has been about two and a half, which is I'm thankful for that they're not doing everything fucking long as shit anymore. I'm good but, with two uh, and a half, three hours, sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, Mania 4 definitely needs to be four. But not fucking two nights. Two hours a night or three hours a night? Three hours and three and a half, I think. Three and a half, four, depending on what. Last year, the first night was three and a half hours. The second night was four and a half hours. So we almost, we got like eight hours of fucking wrestling right there. I'm not going to argue. I am a little bit. Not everybody needs to be on fucking Mania. If Kevin Owens can jump off a sign again or whatever he did, I'm good with it. Let's go. That's earned. That's earned. That's that different. Awesome. Not Otis and Ziggler for the fucking Mandy Rose storyline. That should not have been a. That should not have been a Mania storyline. That should have been a SmackDown storyline. Yeah, I agree with you. But uh, what well, we called it for the kickoff show: fucking Oscar and Charlotte versus Shayna exactly. and the interference. Everything we we could write for these people. Right. And again, the gold digging Lacey yeah, Evans. That's with... weird, man. I think they're going the wrong way with this, but whatever. You yeah. think? I mean, I mean, I don't shit. know. Rick Flair's got old timers now, or something, or he thinks he's got a chance with this girl. But I know it's just a storyline, but it's stupid, bro. Okay, I will say this: even at seventy-eight. 80, 84, 89, I don't care how fucking old this man is. Two things. When he dies, one of the two saddest days in professional wrestling. Second, even if he was in a fucking nursing home, he would be getting more tail than you and me combined in a lifetime. Yo, facts. He said very clearly, man, you gotta be careful about who you diddle with, because you gotta clean up after that. He... That man, I, I wish I, you know what, I want to drink a fucking beer with that guy. No, I you don't. Hear, no, I you don't. hear some of the fucked up, I could take a Rolex, that would be sweet. <laughs> what I the fuck? That, if I could get a Ric Flair Rolex, you know, he's got enough of them. You ever heard that song, Ric Flair Drip Go Woo on a Bitch? It's a good song. Yeah, I was going to say, he's part of a rap song, like, that's how cool Ric yeah, Flair man. is. But uh, to start the Royal Rumble off, the pay-per-view off correctly, uh, we start off with the WWE Championship, which I think was the wrong move. I don't think you should have started with the WWE Championship. I think that the WWE Championship should always be the headline, my opinion. Um, I know that you probably died, you probably in between. You would have liked it in the middle. Um, I think Between the Rumble I think matches. you're right. I don't think it should have been first. I get where they were going. Um, but yeah, not the right move. Very happy with how it ended though. Right. Like in my opinion, if I was in a, if I was able to stack the card the way it was, it would have gone Bailey or, uh, Sasha and Carmella women's rumble WWE championship match universal championship match men's okay. rumble. 
At least that's just the way I look at it. Sure. But, uh, I mean, typical Goldberg match, fucking five minutes long. Yep. Drew, you know, Drew... Okay, the official match goes five minutes long. It went like ten because they did some outside bullshit. Fucking make Drew look a little weak to go into the ring. Fucking Claymore's Goldberg right off the bat. Fucking way to go on him. I was nervous when Goldberg Um, speared him through the barricade. I was like, yeah, me too. Tell me they're about to make him win because they started before the bell rang. Like I was gonna be pissed. Because I did not want to see Oldberg yeah. lift that title. He doesn't deserve the WWE championship. And he never but fucking will. And there's no that's issue. The bottom with line, that. because Cody Wilson said so. <laughs> but uh yeah. Literally in my notes here I say, What the fuck is Goldberg wearing? Like it, it <laughs> he was wearing some of the worst fucking design shorts. Like, it was lazy. It was literally like a fucking print-on on his ass. It was a fucking, uh, how do I want to put it? Amazon versus Wish when you order Brock Lesnar shorts. Right, exactly. I mean, come on, dude. They should have put, uh, they should have put an off-brand Jack Link's logo on there. He looked like a wannabe Brock. Exactly. Uh, fuck, when he, when he did the jackhammer... He looked gassed as fuck. He was gone. There was no way he should have been able to pull off no. that move. No, McIntyre jumped up there um, for him to be able to do that. Yeah, McIntyre joins a list now of a few people who have kicked out of the jackhammer. Good for him. Like, he needed that rub. Like, he needed the rub to defeat Goldberg in the fucking right. first place. No, he didn't need that. Oh, I mean, the right guy won, thank fucking God. The match went as long as it should have. There's no complaints. You know, besides what the fuck he was wearing, why the fuck he was facing him, and he should have never been in the ring in the first so place. So since we're on the topic of the WWE champion, um, our Scottish psychopath, I think that he's been doing fantastic. Um, I want him to go to Mania with it. And I... I also want yeah. him to continue on. Um, Seth Rollins? Taking it from him? Either that or, or just taking him to the limit. Well, here's the problem. Seth Rollins is on SmackDown. He is? I thought they said that he was going to Raw again. I don't think so. There's no reason for him okay. to go to Raw. Uh, they try to keep the rosters exclusive for the different networks. They really no, do I try. Know, I know. I just don't. I can't see somebody knocking. I really can't see somebody knocking Brock. Um, um, Brock, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I could. I, Drew, Drew McIntyre is the man. Um, he doesn't need anybody to do his talking for him. Um, but who could take him down? And has got Miz. Keith Lee, Sheamus, um, Randy Orton boring, again. Boring, boring, the same shit. And matches with Keith Lee would be entertaining. <laughs> They'd get different every time. All right. Put a stipulation um, on it. Ladder match or something. Make, 
make me want to see that, you know? Him versus Keith Lee in a ladder match? That That's would be what I'm saying, or a steel cage or something. I don't know exactly, but something. Right. Something in the... I mean, look at it this way. Drew has to... I think Drew and Roman both have to defend the titles at Elimination oh, Chamber. yeah, of course. Inside the chamber. There's no way both of them can't. I'd like to see... Um, I'd like to see McIntyre start number one in the... And run through the chamber. And either have Miz pretend to cash in or whatever. And then we go on from there. Right. Which I'm okay with. Um, personally, Drew McIntyre is the most unlucky WWE champion in history. He got the title right as COVID yep. hit. He has been in the COVID era. He has no audience to bounce off of. He has been the most unrealistic, unlucky champion to hold the title. Well, mark my words. If I'm able to go to a live show and he's still the champion, I'm wearing my Claymore Country shirt. I'm cheering for him, and I'm being as loud as I can for him because he's he's putting himself yeah. over. Um. Yeah, the next match is the SmackDown Women's Championship, which we did not know was going to happen on the nope. show, so we did not have predictions for that. Which, by the way, we both won the predictions on that one. There was no way fucking Drew was losing that championship. Right. Um. So, what did you think of the SmackDown Women's Championship match? Meh. I wasn't really. I didn't. I don't want to say I was going to throw my popcorn over it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I really, really wanted it to go the other way. Um, oh, Camilla! Yes, Willing. I wanted. I, I would love to see. Um, Mella is money, man. I love Carmella. I have one of her. She's not that character though. Now she's now fucking she's untouchable. Stripper Lana or Stripper Carmella, whatever the fuck she yeah, is. Yeah, she's taking the all red everything from what's her name that beast. Uh, oh, Eva Marie, who's looking to have a comeback with Angel Garza. I'm ready for it, whatever. But I can care yeah, less. <laughs> she's a terrible wrestler, but um, Car- Carmella, yeah. Yeah, I said it. I mean, I have no filter. Um, Carmella is beautiful, great on the mic, um, and has talent talent beyond all belief, in my, my opinion. Um, everybody's entitled to their own. I think that she should have won with that awesome submission, and it just didn't work. Oh, the code of I silence? Do, like, with the knee, the knee around the neck or whatever. That's so it's stupid. stupid, but it works, and it looks I don't know if that would actually work. Like, you literally have your leg wrapped around somebody's neck, but, like, it looks like it would just fit perfectly to where you could still breathe. I think that's the point, though. It could look like she's choking somebody out. That's something that, you know, they got to work on. They got to make it look painful. Anyways, I I mean, between that and Bailey's finisher with the fucking, like, knee drive thing fucking she does with people's heads, those two are, like, tied for worst finisher. Uh, I like it. I think they can make it look more painful. I wanted her to win. Um, She didn't. But I still think Carmella ends up 
she's going to be pushed up here a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah, in my notes here, I have uh, the creative spot with the hair between Carmela and Sasha Banks when she was tying her up in the ropes with her hair. That was creative. I really liked that. Um, the fucking horrible landing off that suicide yeah. dive. Oh my god. Jesus she Christ. She almost lawn chair herself. It would have been bad. You Is fucking think? Um, or something. <laughs> oh yeah. She fucking... That would have sucked. Um, what else? Uh, doing the two super kicks off of uh, Banks trying to go off with the Meteora again. And then the counter into the bank statement. That was a good counter. I really liked that. Um, other than that, Carmella's getting better with the wrestling. Uh, her character work is really well done. She's getting better with mm-hmm. character work. Um, I I don't know who the next challenger for Sasha should be at this point. Yeah, yeah it, honestly. It, uh, like a fatal four-way or something to determine that. I think that we should do a match to determine that. Well, it's either going to be that or the winner of the women's uh, Royal Rumble. Correct. Right. I guess. I don't know where Bianca so, wants to go. Uh, right. And that's up to her, obviously. But, uh, yeah, the next match that we're going to go into is the Women's Royal Rumble. I will not be going through the times intervals on this one, but I will be going through the entrance or who the entrance or entrant was in what number. Uh, number one, you had Bailey. Number two, you had Naomi. Number three, the winner, Bianca Belair. She went the distance at 56 minutes. Good for her. She now holds the all-time record for the women's Rumble match. Um, Billy Kay, who I believe at number four was the MVP of the first half or the first third of the Royal Rumble match. I agree with you. With, without a doubt, she was the fucking. F- Funniest fucking just kept on going with her shtick. I loved it. Yes, it was great. Was very funny. Uh, number five, Shotzi Blackheart, uh, NXT. Number six, Shayna Baszler. Uh, number seven, Tony Storm. Number eight, a old favorite, Jillian Hall. Good God, did I not expect no, that I one? I had no idea. <laughs> Not a clue. I was like, yeah, this is good stuff here. Throwing it back a little bit. And then when she when she came out and her and uh uh Billy Kay finally decided to team up, that was great. Love that. Billy maybe. Uh number Yeah, that was that was good. I like that. Uh number nine was Ruby Riot. Number ten, another legend, Victoria. Didn't expect Very to see cool. her there. Great. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say she looked great. I'd say she looked like she's been a mom. You're gonna look times. like that when you're fifty, bro. I wouldn't say she's fifty. There's no way she's, she's well, forty. Yeah, she might be fifty. Listen, I'm not gonna look that good. Fuck! I'll be lucky if I make it to forty. Um. <laughs> Uh, Peyton Royce comes out at number 11, 12, Santana. I have not seen much of Santana in NXT. I don't know what she's like, but when Rhea, Rhea Lipley fucking eliminated her, that was a pretty good sequence by Santana to just fucking get knocked the yeah, fuck out. Cool. 
Uh, Liv Morgan, who I believe at number 13 is one of the most underused superstars Correct. on the roster. Live forever, baby. Uh, number 14, your girl, Rhea Ripley. Uh, 15, Charlotte. 16, Dana Brooke. Oy. 17, another legend, Tori Wilson, who should never go into another wrestling ring again. The only reason why she has a spot probably for the next seven or eight Rumbles is because she's married to Billy Kidman, who is a producer in the WWE. Uh, Number 18. Number 18 was interesting. First you hear Ric Flair's entrance. Then you hear Lacey Evans' entrance. Yeah, You know, they should have done that at 16 because he's a 16-time world champion, but they blew that one. Oh, they fucked that on, yeah. That that was a that would have been a good idea. Uh, she came out with the the robe. That was the only memorable thing I remember of it. Um, Nineteen was Mickey James. Uh, Twenty, I have Nikki Cross, who came back after a while. She was gone off TV for a couple months. Um, and then the highlight of the women's rumble match, number twenty one, Alicia Fox. She comes out, then our truth comes out, <laughs> and then we have a pinfall in the middle of the yeah, Royal Rumble new, match. New twenty four seven champion, <laughs> and then that happens for a little bit, and then Alicia Fox gets dumped out of the ring, and then our truth p- pins her again to become like the fiftieth time, sixtieth time, whatever fucking time. 24-7 champion We should he talk is. about that championship sometime. Oh, do we have to? Let's get like, it. Literally, it would literally be a, a highlight let's reel of our a, truth. Let's give it 24.7 <laughs> seconds next week. See what I did there? <laughs> um, Number 22, Mandy Rose. Number 23, Dakota Kai. Uh, number 24, Carmella. Number 25, Tamina, who came back from a long hiatus. The last time we saw her was Extreme Rules. Um, Lana, who I honestly thought coming in at number 26 might have won. Oh my god, that would have been crazy, dude. I would have laughed so fucking hard. You'd have heard, you can't wrestle. You can't. Oh, yeah. Go, like, come oh, on. Yeah. I'm sorry, Lana. You're cool and all, but go back to Pitch Perfect and sing a little bit or something. God. <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, number 27, which has been the lucky number for all Rumbles, uh, Alexa Bliss comes out. And then at that point, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. She's coming out at 27. She could win. And then, like we talked about earlier, that was, like, my favorite moment of the Rumble. Just, Alexa Bliss was good, about to turn out the lights and transform, and Rhea Lippley's like, nope, fuck you, bitch. Going over the top rope. Who would have known that's all it took to stop a transformation? I don't know if they were supposed to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was, there was, there was no way they could pull that off live. Like I said... Ripley's going to uh, number... that, so. Yeah, well, we'll find out. 
Number 28, Ember Moon. Number 29, Nia Jax. And the number 30 spot, which was given away on backstage, Natalia. I thought I'm going to take it um, at 28 like that. I was like, yeah. yeah it, the last five numbers only has five. Only has seven winners. The last five numbers only has seven it, winners. It's been going on for 25 or 30 years, the Rumble? We're on our 34th 34. year. And only seven out of 34. You're better off. Yeah. You're better only off seven, in oh. the teens. <laughs> uh, I, on average, it, you're, your luckiest number is 27 because that has the sure. highest winners. At, at five. And then the other two are at 30 between Cena and Taker. Damn. And number one has held three winners. Right. Two's held a winner. Number three's held two winners. So really it doesn't matter. It, it all depends on who, how they want to go. Like when I saw Edge come out at number one, I was like, no way he's fucking winning. Right. No way him or Orton are winning. Then they were the last two. Yeah. And final four was Natalia, Charlotte, Ripley, and Bianca Belair, which that's a that's a decent final four, yeah, honestly. Besides What's her name? What? Um Yeah, besides well, for you besides Natalia. Natalia's been there for a shitload of years. She's been there Fuck. Twenty years. Third thirteen, fourteen. Maybe 15 I think she's been years. wrestling for like 15, but in the background before that, I do believe. I could be wrong, but I think right. she's hang up but, uh, now, but whatever. <laughs> hey, if she's willing to go, she's willing to go. Sure, I'm not just don't let her cut her. promos anymore. <laughs> that's fair. She has her Uncle Brett's promo skills, <laughs> that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, between the final four there... It, I could I could make a case for any one of them, honestly. Natalia finally getting the big win. Charlotte getting the second one in a row, being up there with Austin, Hogan, Michaels. Um, I could uh, Bianca Belair. You know she was she's a really good rising star at the moment. Rhea Ripley just to get her fucking momentum back that she lost at last year's WrestleMania. Um, it really proved the point, or it really hammered home a point that Charlotte is a tough son bitch, apparently, because it took both Rhea and Bianca to knock her yeah, out of the fucking yeah, ring. They did, that was a good, uh, I like the way they structured it. It was good. I hated it. I thought that was a <laughs> stupid way. I, I No, seriously, because that makes... I'm not. I don't want to be on the I hate Charlotte bandwagon. I don't hate Charlotte. She's a phenomenal sure. wrestler, just as good as her father. Yeah. My big, my biggest thing is, is that it's how they, um, position Charlotte as this super strong, almost unbeatable female character. How they should have been booking Oscar. Yeah. Which they didn't. 
And the fact that it took both of them to eliminate Charlotte is a little irritating. Well. You didn't get what you wanted. I didn't get right. what I wanted. And now we got to <laughs> deal with the EST of WWE. Oh, I'm yeah. okay with it, though. I'm perfectly okay with it. She she more than welcome deserves it. She is a very phenomenal wrestler. There is a little bit of a fuck up. Um, apparently somebody took a picture of it. Bianca's feet technically touched the ground first before Rhea's when they did the double spot there. And then they just went up back on the apron. They're like, okay, okay, let's get back in the ring. Let's fight it out like women Could and go from there. Could we see that come about? Because once something's on social media, you know, now it's all over. What if we turn this into a triple threat match at WrestleMania for a championship? Or just have those two fight it out for the number one contendership or for the the, the winner's opportunity to fight whoever at Mania at, okay. at, at Chamber. Yeah. yeah, maybe we'll see something like that happen this week. Or if WWE just pulls WWE shit, they just ignore the fucking thing and just keep going like sure. nothing happened. <sighs> so, like I said, that match lasted about 56 minutes. Bianca won the whole thing at number three. She's now in company with Ric Flair. That says a lot. Um... Now we go to the last man standing match. They went all fucking out on this match. Without a doubt. Um, so the table spot, obviously, that's number one in my book. Where they, where they fucking threw Kevin Owens off this audience stage onto like the four tables and it made that nice fucking yeah. splat sound. Um, then he goes into the back and like you pointed out the fucking golf cart move. I was just like, what the (laughs) fuck? I was surprised he didn't fucking kill himself just going through that goddamn windshield. Uh, what else? I don't know if you noticed this. They accidentally shot the camera they were using for the aerial. So like when you when you see Kevin Owens standing on top of the pallet yeah. of the fork truck, the down camera is shooting at the drone camera. Oh yeah, you can see the fucking giant ass drone right behind Kevin Owens. <laughs> and I'm just like, huh. That ain't supposed no. to happen. <laughs> um the swan top on the on the Roman, that was phenomenal. Pretty much just going through the match highlights because it's the last man standing match. I'm not going to talk about how there was every near fall for Roman Reigns when I knew he wasn't right. going to fucking lose. Um, yeah. So obviously the the part of the match we have to talk about is a when Roman Reigns took the referee and threw him into the stage yeah, lighting. That was my- and B, 
Paul Heyman is a fucking missionary person in, in the bedroom. He can't fucking do anything kinky because he was having a hard fucking time oh, with I, those handcuffs. They're <laughs> oh yeah, he was he was that fucking Jew couldn't find his way around a pair of handcuffs. Um yeah, it was it was bad. And then my question is the refs count stopped at nine for Roman Reigns. When the new ref came back in, he should have just went, 10, fucking gave it to Kevin Owens. No, no, they got to start it over. They can't, what do you mean start it over? There's no reason to start it over. It should have just been like, count, just keep going from the last count. 10, because he was still down. He was still down. There was no the break in the count. got to do it the way Roman wants it, man. Head of the table, buddy. It was fucking can't. stupid. And oh Listen, god! And then I'm backing you up there. Uh, I was ready for fight Owens fight to lift that championship, bud. But I knew I knew he oh, wasn't yeah, going to be able to do it. And then just I'm trying to remember exactly how the match ended. It was the guillotine, right? He just choked him right out, and he right. just never got up. Yeah, and. Granted, that is a strong submission move for someone okay. like Roman. I'm perfectly fine with him having that submission move. It. It's not always a spear that ends it now. Right, yes, which is good. And then comes the men's Royal Rumble match. I'm upset. Are you, though? I'm upset that the Fiend didn't interfere and burn anybody up. Right. I'm upset that John Cena didn't show up. I'm upset. Yeah, that was... An, like, a lot of people didn't show up, and I, I was know. surprised by that. You know, I'm very happy for, for our winner, okay? But he's old, and I'm just not with it, man. Just not with it. Right, and I get it. I totally get it. Um... Obviously, the number one and number two were also given away on backstage, which I thought I was bullshit. No, that should I not like have happened. Surprise. But it's... Yeah. But it's yep. Edge and Orton. Then Sami Zayn comes out. Yep. Then Ali. Then Jeff Hardy. Now, about Jeff Hardy-Ziggler area is when Randy Orton and Edge decide to fight each other. Yep. Hardcore. And then Edge just hits Orton with a chair in his knee. So now they're milking this whole Orton thing to where he's at the announcer's table, like laying, like sitting down right next to it. Then he gets up, and they're slowly milking him across the uh, barricade. And it's like this is going on for five, six minutes. This this should have been like, okay, get the fuck out of here. Let's continue yep. on with the match. Uh, Nakamura comes out, which. Would have been a huge face pop at that point because he just turned face. They gave him back his old music. I'm sorry, you cut out there. Who was it at number three? Oh, Nakamura. Yeah, I don't like the rapping version. I like his his old version. I love the second version. I absolutely love the second version better than the first. We can agree to disagree. <laughs> uh, number eight to make his return, Carlito Caribbean. Cool. People who oh. don't want to be cool. 
I oh, fucking yeah. love him. He looked jacked as a motherfucker. Oh, I hope they do a couple Carlitos Cabana. Sure. Jesus Christ. Of all the people that come back looking fucking phenomenal, him was not the answer. Uh, then Xavier Woods comes out, Big E, John Morrison, Ricochet, um, Elias, then Damian Priest. Miz comes out, destroys Bad Bunny's DJ equipment, because earlier in the show there was a skit between him and Morrison and Bad Bunny that I did not care to watch, so I went and took a piss break. Nothing wrong with a piss break, bro. No. Matt Riddle comes out, and then as soon as Riddle comes out, fucking Bad Bunny Uh, comes out. (laughs) So now with Bad Bunny coming out, now it's like, oh, he's gonna fuck with Miz and Morrison. Nope, Big E's the one who gets to fucking eliminate him. And then you see Bad Bunny go to the top rope. And do one of the worst crossbodies I've ever seen in my fucking life. So now, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to be part of WrestleMania with Miz and Morrison. Oh, yeah. I agree, but it's going to happen. Mark my words. Really teach that man how to rap. Uh, number 17 was Daniel Bryan. Number 18 was a returning mayor of Knox County, Kane. Team Love no that. Game. That lasted all yep. of five seconds. Uh, King Corbin came out. Otis comes out. Prince Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio comes out. Lashley comes out and fucking hurls Dominic over the fucking top rope like he was a sack of potatoes. Yeah, that was sweet. Um, and then Hurricane comes out. That one, that one was a little funny for me. I got to see and meet Hurricane and MVP through... Uh, ESW Wrestling here in Western New York, Empire State Wrestling. Good guys. Um, I got to talk smack to MVP. I had my United States Championship belt on my shoulder, and I told him he was the worst United States Champion ever. He goes, hey, everybody's got to have an asshole in the crowd. Thanks, man. I loved it. (coughs) But then I... Uh, I got to meet Hurricane at a separate event because he was a special guest tag team partner for someone else who had an injured partner. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but when Hurricane came out, I'm just like, okay, he's going to try to double choke slam people, but I just want to know who. And then as soon as I said that, grabs Lashley and grab, grabs Big E, and I'm like, you dumb motherfucker. You ain't gonna pick these oh, bastards man. up. Dude, those two guys fighting was sweet. Oh, Biggie That's and Lashley. That's a Clash oh, of Champions yeah. kind of thing right there. Oh, fuck yeah. 
Uh, then the surprise return that nobody was expecting, uh, Christian that came back, which was a very good pop. I, I would have been a good pop if there was an audience. I'm My pissed wife that was happened. About that one. Um, uh, AJ at number twenty five. Him and almost. Oh my god. That was a good pairing because they're just—he almost is just picking him up, pushing him back into the ring, and then it, that was good. Number twenty-six, Rey Mysterio comes in, doesn't last all that long. Number twenty-seven is Sheamus. Number twenty-eight is Cesaro. Number twenty-nine, a returning Seth Rollins from pregnancy. Good for him. Hope the baby's doing well. Um, and then number thirty, Braun Strowman. So at this point, when when thirty hits, we still have Lashley, Christian, Styles, Mysterio, Sheamus, Cesaro, Rollins, and eight Strowman, guys. with probably a, no, a few others. Right. I believe it was eight guys with Randy Orton in the back, crying like a little baby. Yeah, with Edge and Brian. So, out of those few. I was not expecting Edge to win. I thought Edge was going to lose to Styles, and Styles was going to go on to get RKO'd by Orton and fucking thrown over the top rope. That would have been pretty sweet. I would have been okay with that. I knew Orton was going to come back and RKO a motherfucker. I knew he was coming back and he was going to be the last person to either get eliminated or the last person to throw someone over the top rope. I thought he was going to do that similar not be the last guy, but then the fiend was going to come burn him alive. Don't know how the I hell they're going to pull either, that off. But that—that's what I was envisioning was the fiend fucking up the whole show because it would have been. Do you remember when right. Bray Wyatt fucked up Money in the Bank for Roman Reigns? Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the whole pay per view, I was booing, I was yelling. It was great. I was thinking the same thing was about to happen here, and, and it didn't. So, eh. I mean, I was okay with Roman no, not winning I, that. Sheamus winning that though was the weird what I'm part saying. of that. It got ruined to start a feud that then nobody cared about Money in the Bank. But I digress. Explain to our listeners why it's so important about what just happened at at the Royal Rumble with our winner. What do you want me to well, explain exactly? You know, like you you had mentioned to me there's other guys who have won at number 1. Yes. Ah, I see what you're going with there. Okay. I got it. So, there are th- with Edge winning the Rumble. There are 3 people now who have won the Rumble. The first person to win the Rumble at number one is Shawn Michaels in 1995. Went the distance when the Rumble was shorter, and he, I think he has the shortest time in the Rumble match at like 47 something, 46, 47 something. And now Edge is the third person to win the Royal Rumble at number one. The almighty number two was in 2004, and it's Chris Benoit. You said his name. So... Oh, fuck it. Like, I give a shit. Uh, I had to let... Look, the man is so entwined in WWE history, it's hard not to say his right. fucking name I was agree. something. 
it, that's a story for another day. But it's just... Edge is now part of the long... And there that's, a, that's one of the shorter rumbles, too. He won it at 58 yep. minutes. So it didn't even hit the hour mark. So Brian still... Or Mysterio still has the longest rumble match time, in my opinion. Because the greatest Royal Rumble doesn't necessarily count. Yeah, that was weird. It, it produced a championship that was never defended. It was a 50-man Royal Rumble with the surprise entrant at number 50, which Chris Jericho. Right after he did the Kenny Omega match, which, good for him. But, like I said, as soon as Orton left, I knew he, because they wanted those two yep. to be the ending. I knew, I know for a fact they wanted them to be the last two in the ring. The only way that was going to happen is if Orton didn't go to distance. Because there's no way that Orton was going to be able to go to distance and be able to pull off what he did. I agree. So, when he came back and hit the RKO, I'm like, okay, so Orton's going to be, like, in the same breath, Orton's now with Austin. <laughs> no, Edge is now with Benoit and Michaels. Like, <laughs> yep. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I hope Ed goes for Roman Reigns. That would probably be the better of the three, or of the two. He could pick an NXT champion. He could pick Finn Balor. And at that point, I would come in my pants. Because I think that match would be... You know, Fantastic. you say that, and I get chills, because what a match. I said earlier right. that there was a match that could steal the show. Uh-uh. That would steal the show, man. Oh, without a doubt. Think of all the matches he could oh. have in NXT. Adam Cole. Oh, my God. Kyle O'Reilly. You might be Roderick Strong. Fucking... Tommaso Ciampa, who is a person he personally wants to have a match with. Johnny Gargano. I'm with it. I'm along for the ride, dude. That's sweet. The hype train's excited a little bit. I'm ready for that. (laughs) I'm okay with it. I would love, honestly, I would love to, because if that happens, then that sets a precedent. That means that NXT is officially the third brand and that people should start taking it extremely seriously. If they do that, like in the next coming weeks, I'm going to lose it. Right, exactly. That's going to be a great goddamn... Oh, man. So with that, that is the end of our review of the Royal Rumble. Out of 10, what would you give it? Um, Let's see. If I were to give it an honest review, um, 7.5 stars. Seven and a half out of ten. Yeah, I, I, I'll go seven. I'll go seven, only because it, it the Goldberg match should have never happened. Paul Heyman fucking up the cuffs in the Last Man Standing match kind of ruined that yeah, he, for me. He usually me. doesn't make mistakes, and he kind of messed up. Oh, he messed up big time. Um. Randy Orton pulling a chicken shit move in the Rumble. 
that kind of soured me a little. Um, what else? There was a couple more complaints Maybe I had. Botch of women's um, rumble with the feet touching picture. Who knows? Well, that was after the fact. I can't put okay. that towards my review. Um, Carmella taking an unnecessary dive that almost ruined her career. That was yep. a little off-putting. I mean... I mean, a couple of the highlights, obviously, Alicia Fox becoming 24-7 champion, R-Truth doing his comical yep. shtick, um, you know, Hurricane coming out to a what would have been an interesting pop, uh, Christian coming out was a surprise factor, that's a, that's a definite pro for me, um... Besides that, I, I like I said, seven out of ten. Honestly, it's one of the best ways to start to pay the the year out right. Yeah. Is the Royal Rumble? Um, next we got Elimination Chamber. Then after that is Fastlane. Then WrestleMania, WrestleMania on the horizon. Season, I'm proud to be along for the ride here. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Two weeks from now is NXT Takeover. Let's do one. So that's going to be interesting. If you want to, let's, Say it again, do a, let's do a show for that. I'll do a little research we could, on we that. Could. Um, yeah, definitely could do that. And uh, and like we always oh, end the show, we're gonna we're gonna play F Mary Kill, but this time, Matt, you get ooh, to choose ooh, and ooh. I'll pick. Kane, Undertaker. Rikishi. Yeah, I got Ooh. you, buddy. <laughs> Shoot Rikishi because he's the only one that's committed murder. Well, no, I take that back. All three have committed murder. Fuck. Yes, you do have to fuck one of them. Mm-hmm. You don't have a good choice, my friend. No, that's not true. You know, I would. You know what? I'll fuck Kane. I'll fuck Kane because he he seems like he'd be a good. You can't fuck. make me. He does. <laughs> um, I'd marry Undertaker because come on, who wouldn't sure. marry for the money? I mean, come on. And I'll shoot Rikishi because he tried to run a bald motherfucker over with a car. Good stuff. Good stuff. But, uh, yeah, so with that, the podcast is over, you guys. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for all the listens. Thank you for all the likes. Um, Next week, I will definitely be trying to get this up on Twitch or some sort of live streaming service. Um, Podcast comes out every Wednesday at noon. Uh, make sure to check out for that. Uh, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio. Uh, any 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 way you listen to podcasts, please leave a review. Please like it, uh, share, subscribe. Um, again, thank you for you guys. Over twenty five thirty downloads just this week alone for the episode, just for the comeback episode, and I. 
am extremely grateful, extremely thankful. And Matt, thank you for, you know, helping course, me out man, on this, buddy. I appreciate being on board and, uh, you know, surgery or not, I was here today. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you, and I will definitely be talking Sounds to you next great. week, Have buddy. Have a good night, Cody. Thanks, guys. You, you too, bud.